Coming up, we discuss my trip report from the parks from this past week. And, of course, we'll talk to John about his week in the parks and discuss social media and how that went this week. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, about six miles away. Six miles. And it changes every week, John. Well, you can round it up to 10. <laughs> I'm sure you're not exactly 1,000 miles. It depends I'm not exactly. Right? No, I'm not. We're not. rounding. But. We are rounding. We are absolutely rounding. <laughs> Well, John, how did your week in the parks go? Uh, it went pretty good. I uh, on uh, I, I actually didn't go on the weekend. I usually go on Sunday. Almost every Sunday I go somewhere. And this past weekend, I canceled my reservation because I was going to go look at a neighborhood in Claremont in the daylight because we were thinking about putting an offer in on a house. And then the house got bought before of I even course. went to do it. <laughs> So yeah, sold, bought, whatever. It's it's no longer for sale. So I was like, well, that would be a waste of time. So I washed my car instead, which is always fun. And just did chores around the house. But I I was gonna say that'd be an interesting uh, thing to talk about maybe in future podcasts too. My uh, search for a house to move. That that would <laughs> in be in Florida. That'd be uh, yeah. It's got to be an adventure because uh, I've I've been keeping an eye on the real estate down there myself for many reasons. But uh, yeah, as soon as something you, you kind of find something desirable somewhere that you would like to live, it's gone, man. Oh. It is gone. Yeah, that's a I joke that you know within like you, you you find something in the morning and it's gone by like noon, and it's like well if you have a job or actually want to see the house first, you're probably not going to get it, and then. You know, we have a long list of uh, things that we have to have with it, too. You know, we have to have a pool, and it has to be good for walking the dogs, and it has to have a fenced-in yard, and, you know, there's a lot of criteria. It's got to have a certain amount of rooms and bathrooms, and it's like when a house comes up that fits everything, and it's like kind of... Uh, not private but a little bit of privacy too like a little bit of room between the houses man it's so far we've been looking for a few months and i think we put in one offer and Mm. i i bid fifty thousand dollars over asking Mm. we weren't even in the writing and i'm like wow i'm not i don't think i can do this yeah i if there is a house that's nice i think somebody that's very wealthy is going to come along and just take it at any cost and like oh i'm kind of so i might be stuck in my very nice claremont house for a while i don't know but the the realtor told me wait till after the holidays a bunch will come up you might have a better shot but man it's rough out here but luckily i have a nice house it's close to disney it's just it's not the house i want to be in forever i want to move further in the claremont so i'm not in a hurry so yeah 
But anyway, I thought that was interesting. But anyway, on Monday, I did go to the Magic or the uh, Animal Kingdom, and I got to see the uh, Jungle Book version of Kite Tales. Appar- apparently, they have Jungle Book and they have uh, Lion, Lion King. King. So yeah. I got, and my daughter went with us. My wife and I went, and my daughter went along, and my daughter could not stop laughing. At kite tails, she literally—it was almost embarrassing for me. She was just cracking up. She was like, "I can't believe, like, this is a real thing." Just you know, when 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 uh, Baloo and uh, Mowgli or uh, <laughs> when they come down, they make a crashing. Yeah, sound. <laughs> I, or no, Louie. That I think it's Louie. The the uh, the, uh, the the orangutan. Yeah, orangutan. Yeah. You know, he's just flying by with his arms down by the side, just going, just flying. And even before they landed, she just kept laughing and laughing and laughing. It's and 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 you know, but she was being sarcastic. She basically said, "This is the best show Disney's ever done." So, it's, <laughs> but anyway, I I I like it, and people get a kick out of it. You'd have to take it for what it is, and it is fun. You know the kites are pretty. The the uh, performers do a really good job. Like they they, they try their hardest and they really get into it. And you know that even the guys on the uh, on like the sea dews or whatever they are, they're 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 all having fun with it. So mm. it looks like a really fun job at Disney. And the the good time that the cast members are having there kind of rubs off on you where it's like you feel like you're having a good time too and it's all it just does. fun so yeah. i i like it a lot more than i thought um i would never say it's impressive in any way but i guess a little bit like i'm surprised those people on the back of the seaters don't get yanked right out once in a while yeah, from know, the air right? you know, that's a big kite it's like yeah one person holding that thing it's like i don't that's hard to imagine but Anyway, we enjoyed that, and we we went on Everest. It was like a ten minute wait, I think, and that's it was busy and still just a ten minute wait to walk right on. So I don't think Disney's pay per ride is working on that at all, apparently. And uh, we also went on Dinosaurs, my daughter's favorite, and again that didn't take long, probably about fifteen minutes. It's it takes a little longer because people that's under the the normal lightning lane so the people who paid uh, $15 for the day can schedule that so we had to wait a little bit for that but you know no no problem we went on those two rides we saw the merry menagerie the little the white animal puppets and that that's always fun we ate at satui canteen and my wife doesn't really like it that much, so she did get a hot dog, which is basically in like a, it's like wrapped in a croissant or something, and it's a kid's meal, so it came with a couple of uh, whatever you call them, the the oranges that you can peel real easy. Oh, cuties. Cuties, that kind of yeah. So she got that, and uh, you know, dinner, uh, lunch was really good. And we didn't really stay too much after that. Like I said, we saw Kite Tales. We went on Dinosaur. We went on Everest. You know, we looked at the gift shops. We saw the Merry Menagerie. And, you know, we did all that in just a few hours. We weren't there a long time. So, again, I really like Animal Kingdom for a quick in and out. And you get some Christmas. You get some good rides. You get mm-hmm. the animatronic dark ride in Dinosaur. You get the thrill ride in mm-hmm. Everest. You get a great lunch. It's like... 
really is not a bad park if you live by here it's really a nice park to visit or or if you're a pass holder coming for three days from pennsylvania we'll, we'll get more into that later <laughs> <laughs> but i only have one more so we'll be there very soon okay on thursday i uh, went to the magic kingdom and we went mainly because we haven't gone in a long time like when i say a long time probably like a week you know but it felt like a long time so we went there in the afternoon, and uh, we had reservations at Skipper Canteen. Oh, yeah. And nice. I got them at the last minute, and, uh, you know, I always hear mixed reviews on it. When I first ate there, when they were just opening up, I absolutely loved the food. Like, I, I got, mm -hmm. I think it was called Cap's Mac and Cheese. It had lots of meat in it, and it was just spicy enough to make it interesting and i remember thinking this stuff is great i'll come back here a few couple of years later i went back this is back when we vacationed but when we lived in pa and would vacation here a couple of years late later we came back and i you know I, I told the family we were traveling with how great it was and it was very bland and forgettable and i was like oh this is not very good anymore like i don't know what happened so anyway, it's been a long time, so we decided to try it again, and I got the tastes like chicken, because it is chicken, mm -hmm. and my food was mm -hmm. very good. I enjoyed all of it. It, it. It's chicken over rice and uh, vegetables, and I thought it was great. I also got a jungle green salad, which was a little bit spicy, but it's still good, though. I, I didn't, I liked it, and... What else did I get? Um, my wife got... Oh, where the, is it? Yeah, I don't see it on the menu here. But she got a... Um, basically, whatever the steak is. I think it's like mm. a New York mm -hmm. strip or something like that. I think you're right, because I got that when I was there um, a couple months ago. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, menu, and for some reason, I don't even see it on there. But anyway, she got the, uh, the uh, steak... And she did not like it at all. Like mm. she ate like three bites of it. It, she said it. It tastes funny. Like it almost has a cheap taste to it. Like something, mm. like. And she was afraid she was gonna get sick, so she only ate. She, I, I had one bite of it, and I was like, yeah, it does have an odd taste to it. You know, like a. It had a taste of like a steak you'd get like at the school cafeteria. You know mm. what I mean? Like when you were mm. back in school, and it's like hot lunch steak it's like this doesn't really taste like steak it's like mm. weird but anyway she did get you know potatoes and green beans and they were great but the main meal was not that good and you know when i posted it in my stories and i didn't post whether it was good or not i just posted a picture of the menu and the food i got a lot of people that told me that they do they got really bad food there and the one late lady said that they got something there and they couldn't even eat it and then they brought them something else and nobody at the whole table liked that either and they were like it's just a real mess so mm. but anyway i recommend if you go there just get it tastes like chicken it's a cool mm -hmm. place if it's but it, it is a shame though that they're just I hate to see stuff like that because I know Disney knows how to make an awesome steak because yeah. I've had such good ones in other places and why that one would just be 
weird. My my thought was maybe that's part of the cost cutting. They're like, wow, we can get cheaper steak. You know, it's like it could be. Yeah, I I had that steak too, and I didn't think it was fantastic. Yeah, for me it was okay. It was all right. But here's the difference, though. My wife is has a milk and egg allergy, and so. They did not put the stuff on top of the steak mm, that they nor- mm-hmm. normally would, so she could taste what it actually tastes like. Yeah, maybe so that's... She, she was able to judge the steak based on quality of the steak. It's like, uh, you know, she got, like, some salt and put that on, hoping to make it more palatable, pal- but it still was. It, it still... And like I said, she she was actually afraid something was wrong with it based on the taste that she wasn't mm. going to eat much of it. And, you know, I... We didn't complain or anything, though. And the mm. waiter wasn't even surprised. They didn't even ask. I think they probably see this so often that they're just like, well, you know, we'll get through another one. So, that, but my, service... my wife, yeah, my wife got that chicken one like you got. And, she, you know, she liked it and she let me taste it. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, that, yeah. that, was... that I would get again. Like if I went back, I have no doubt I'm getting tastes like chicken because it is chicken and it was really good. But again, we haven't found anything else there that's that great. I would not get that steak. That's scary steak. So. But again, I'm not, I, I know, uh, you know, I'm not a real food reviewer, just regular guy. This is what some guy eating, you know, I, I'm not looking for top quality anything. But so, yeah, we, we ate there. It was good. Uh, the steak was not good. We didn't complain and you know took it for what it was the 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 wait staff was really good i mean he was on top mm-hmm. of everything everybody who worked there was really good like they they kept your drinks filled um i, I my my salad was like a wedge salad so i had to use the knife to cut that through and they saw that and brought back a new knife with the food and every you know what I mean? Like they made mm, sure they yeah. took notice of even the little mm. things. Like you you would never have to ask for another one because they're already on top of it. They are paying attention. So anyway, the service was really good and my food was excellent. I would get it again, but I have a I've heard most other things there are not that good. And my wife can confirm that that steak is I don't know. Not great, but we'll leave it at that. So the other thing that I did at the Magic Kingdom, I I was going to say, we the only ride we went on was Tomorrowland Transit Authority because the lines were just really big, like long lines with everything, just crowds of people. And so you know, we ate, we went on Tomorrowland Transit Authority, and then on the way out, they were doing the flag ceremony, so I couldn't help but stop and watch that. I don't know why I really like that. Like it's just so in 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 today's um, environment, it shouldn't be, but it's so rare to see people standing around and you know the Dapper Dans are singing "God Bless America," and I'm like, I'm surprised Disney still does it. Honestly, they're so you know, politically correct and weird on the side of the wokeism stuff that I thought they might not want to get involved with that. You know, you can't can't sing patriotic songs, but that's still there, though. So I'm really happy about that. Maybe there's hope for Disney yet, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe (laughs) they still have the Dapper Dan. So, uh, yeah, the Dapper Dan. Like I said, they 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 honor a veteran when they do it. Typically, there was somebody from the Navy there, and it, I don't know. For me, I get choked up just watching it. It's so nice, and 
but I, you know, I, I, like I said, in today's environment, I don't think a lot of people do. They're probably like, oh, United States, I hate that country. <laughs> They're terrible. They, you know, they did bad things to people. It's like, well, I still like the, it, it means a lot to me. So I really do enjoy that. So I was, it's just nice to see. Yeah. And then on the way back, we, uh, you know, the sun was setting. So I got a few good pictures of the sunset um, over the Grand Floridian. We stopped and uh, at Grand Floridian, my wife got a couple gingerbread cookies, the allergy-friendly ones. They were very, very, very... One of them was extremely overcooked and dry, mm. and the other one was all right. But she gave me a taste of the one that was good, and man, that was hard to... It's, it's like... <laughs> I, I feel like that thing would last forever. That It was so <laughs> chewy and hard. And I'm like, well, I guess when you're doing allergy stuff, you get used to that. I don't know. But, but anyway, she, she liked it, though. She said it was good. So, And I got a chocolate thing with the 50th on it. I thought it was chocolate-covered gingerbread. I didn't look that closely because, of course, I'm too busy recording stuff. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have time to look at a label. So... <laughs> It turns out it was solid milk chocolate, and uh, yeah, those those printed picture things you can eat, they don't mm-hmm. taste very good. Like yeah. you bite them, and they they feel like you're kind of eating paper or something. Like I, mm. I I I almost think I should have peeled that off before I ate the chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, it was good chocolate though. But I wasn't gonna go and buy a piece of chocolate from Disney. I live here. I thought I was getting some uh, gingerbread. I wanted something with gingerbread. I thought, oh, gingerbread with chocolate covering. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm dumb. I should should have actually read it. But chocolate's good. And that's about it for uh, my trips this week. You'll find I'm going to go less and less as we get closer to Christmas. Yeah. Well, after after this week, I understand i i know you're going to be locked out or blacked out or whatever for one thing but the other thing is the crowds good golly the crowds man um i guess we get into our topic then john which is basically our, uh my trip report uh, I, your your animal kingdom um visit pretty darn similar to the one i had this week so wait until you hear that but uh I, I just want to say we decided to take a trip down and and uh, take advantage of our annual passes, and we were just going to come down for three days. We're going to fly in, and we're going to fly out on day three. Um, we uh, got a really good deal on uh, a flight through Spirit, and so we took our son down. It was just my wife and I and, and our son, and so our our basic idea was to come down see the decorations just kind of experience the atmosphere you know for the holidays and stuff for a couple days and then fly back uh middle of the week because rates were pretty cheap you know rates we we got a decent deal and um uh, biggest expense was going to be our son's ticket um and park hopper i wanted to ask you though too before you get too deep into it you don't come down very often for Christmas, right? This was the first time since 1998 that I was down for the holiday. All right. So that gives you a perspective of that. Right. I yeah. hadn't been down a long time. And and honestly, John, I've been there, done it. I, I could probably wait another 20 years to see it yeah, I just bring that up because I like to emphasize you know my experiences at the park i think i only ever went on vacation during christmas one time 
And so I don't have a lot of uh, experience of Disney around the holidays, except as a local. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're and again, your perspective now will be from somebody who is taking a quick vacation to enjoy the holidays at Disney. I just wanted to touch on that because. Yeah. And I think that's important to uh, to bring up uh, again. 1998 was the last time I was down for the holidays and we are I'm, I'm like you you know my wife and I are both like you and that um, when we come to Disney we want to be immersed in the whole Disney experience not necessarily the holidays experience you know but we thought okay annual passes this year to do it let's uh, let's just go down for a few days you get some really cheap flights out of um Pennsylvania for uh, whether it's like Frontier Spirit. In our particular case, we're about two and a half hours away from any major airport. Um, so, you know, there is a small airport out near Pittsburgh. Again, we're in the central part of the state. There's a smaller airport um, out in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and that's two and a half hours away. We drove out there and um, got round trip tickets with seat selections we chose our seats that was our main add-on on spirit and it was you know for round trip like maybe 105 or something like that it wasn't really expensive um you can get it if you're a single person and you're you don't care who you sit beside and you're not you have no luggage you just bring in a personal bag um you can fly for like 38 dollars sometimes and that you know that's worth the trip on spirit yeah, that's interesting because, like, I have a lot of family in Pennsylvania. I could literally keep some colder clothes up there where I mm-hmm. probably could travel with my backpack and be like, you know, I'll keep a pair of warm shoes and some w- wintry clothes I don't even need down here. Like, at my mom's house, I could probably fly somewhere for, like, 38 bucks or something yeah. just for a quick visit. That's a I never even thought of that until you just mentioned that. Well, like, wow, let me- that would work. I've done a lot of research on this this trip, John, and let me tell you, uh, Philadelphia, which is fairly close to the side of the state that you know you grew up on and where your family lives, um, you can fly Frontier and Spirit out of Philadelphia, and Frontier has similar rates to that. So yeah, I mean, you would be very close to home uh, flying in. Let me tell you how it works as far as um, you know the the uh, Orlando thing. Uh, one of the perks of being a pass holder is that uh, you you get the advantage of six month free owner's locker. What's called an owner's locker, which is basically a um, uh, just like a like a crate almost that they will deliver to your hotel, and they'll they keep it like you can keep things in that crate. Like um, and and by crate, I'd say like uh, uh, I don't know what do you call those uh, big rubber totes? You know, like a tote. Yeah, like a storage bin. Like a storage bin, like a tote. Yeah, so you can keep different things in the totes, and they keep them for you in a uh, uh, like a like a temperature controlled warehouse. And they, you know, it's barcoded, and all your stuffs in there, and you have access to your account, you know, online and all this stuff. You can schedule any time to get that thing delivered to your hotel to bell services they're, and they're not just connected to disney hotels so what we did this time is 
I brought my personal item down, like my personal bag, so I didn't have to carry a lot, used compression bags, and passed the uh, personal item dimensions and just threw it under the seat there once we got on the plane. And I brought about half of my stuff back uh, because I put a lot of stuff in that owner's locker. So when we come down again, we'll just, you know, schedule um, them to drop it off and there's our stuff. Yeah, that's a really good idea too. That's I I I remember, uh, you know, looking at owners' lockers back when I used to vacation here, and the fact that they still exist, meaning it means a lot. You know, they've been around a long time, and with the constant additional costs for luggage, they're getting mm-hmm. to be more and more of a great idea. So yeah, owners' locker. Yeah. Also, the the liquids and stuff like that, that they make it difficult for you to take on the plane and everything, you know, and those types of things that that's nice to keep, you know, stored down there and uh, you don't have to worry about it, you know. So we're not going to have to mess with that if we decide to fly down. We we may fly down for a couple of days in February, you know, just to you know, do a few things and and then fly back. And if we do that, that that's going to be really big for us. So I, I just put a couple shorts in there and I have a couple days worth of clothes changes and, you know, um, toiletries and stuff like that. In there. And who knows, maybe next year you'll decide instead of renewing Disney, you'll give Universal a year and you can have your owner's locker taken to your Universal hotel. Right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I told my wife, I said, on this trip, I said, I wish I could get you hypnotized so you would enjoy Universal more so we could, I would just, then we could get our money's worth for sure. And I would actually go down to Universal a lot more because of the expense of the hotels. Their hotels are way, you know, are way more affordable, about half the price of Disney. And um, the amenities, I think, are a little bit better at times, uh, depending on what you're looking for. So transportation is great at Universal. In any case, yeah, we we got down there. We flew down. By the way, Spirit gets a bad rap sometimes. I, I could not be more complimentary of Spirit. It's not like United or something where you got a big TV screen in front of you or something. It is uh, very bare bones. Um you can fly in the cheap or you can add things to the uh, to your flight. Um, it's a la carte. So I love a la carte. I love the freedom of having choices. If I have to pay for it, I choose to pay for it. If I don't, I don't have to. Um, I, I just can't speak highly enough of spirit. And honestly, on the way back, um, the flight crew on the way back was just phenomenal. Probably the best flight crew I've ever seen on a plane so um spirits are good uh from my experience they were good um i don't know have you ever flown spirit john no no i haven't ever flown spirit um i i yeah i i really haven't flown a lot recently and yeah for some reason spirit never came up but that's a great endorsement though because again uh, the perception people get about things a lot of times is in is all influenced and it's all like group think you know like one person says it a couple bad and before you know it it's like oh the butt of every joke is spirit airlines it's the worst yeah. it's like and you know that could be true but i like to hear just random honest uh reviews from people who were 
just experienced it you know that means a lot to me so yeah. uh, would i try them sure sounds like it, they they're not bad and i do fly allegiant which i feel like might be similar to them it is because yeah. they they have a lot of flights going to allentown pa which is mm. within minutes of where i used to live so it's easy to have someone pick me up there so yeah allegiant flies out of uh university park airport which is penn state airport which is like a half an hour from me and um they're for me they're a little they're, they're very expensive at a university park and they actually fly um direct to the other airport what's the other airport samford i think yeah that's where that's where i usually fly in and out of yeah so they do fly direct but the price to fly out of university park is really expensive so um sometimes i run a deal but not usually um yeah allegiant i've flown allegiant before and i have no bad experience there i think they're fine it, it's a no frills one and again if you want they charge you depending on your luggage if you want to pick a seat all that stuff so it sounds very similar where you can get a really cheap flight mm-hmm. so. yeah. um yeah so i you know we got to the orlando airport a little bit ahead of schedule uh mco and uh we got magical express that went really smooth we got on the um on the bus and everything was going good i i failed to mention that um we had park reservations that day for epcot and uh we were on the tarmac waiting to uh take off in the airplane and i got a scheduled um I, I got uh, I scheduled Ratatouille. I was able to do that, and I got a very early boarding group. So I even remember uh, texting you, John, at one point and saying, "I don't think the crowds are going to be heavy this week because I got in like the um, boarding group number four. I think was what mine was. So that's really early. It was like eleven thirty is when they ended up calling that. Um, so I my impression was that it was you know, going to be a low crowd week given that I was able to schedule that early, um, on the plane in Pennsylvania. Uh, so we got down there. I, we got on magical express and we were driving next to the airport and there was an accident in front of us and magical express. We sat there for about an hour and a half or so. Um, Time was ticking, 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 you know, uh, there was the boarding group. Our boarding group was called while we were sitting there, uh, in traffic, uh, eventually the traffic eased up and we were able to get through and we got to our, uh, got to pop century where we're staying. Um, the room that they gave us was probably the worst possible room. Um, it was in the nineties building clear in the back with the, near the parking lot. It was very quiet. But it was up away from everything. You weren't close to anything there. Uh, and, and you know, hey, there's bigger problems in the world. I wasn't worried about it. But it's like you said, John, that's that's great if you're looking for real estate or a quiet neighborhood to live in. <laughs> but we weren't looking to live there for the week. <clears throat> but we did... Uh, right away, we unpacked and then we, we got ready to go to the parks. We went to Epcot. We got in... Um, through the Skyliner, uh, got up to the ride. It was probably like two o'clock. We got our boarding group called at like 1130 or something like that. Um, we just didn't rush to Epcot uh, just because, hey, you know, it's already 
where he missed our boarding group. Uh, so I walked up to the cast members at, in front of the Ratatouille line, and there was a lot of people back there trying to get into that, that section or just looking at the fountain, taking pictures, doing a lot of stuff. And I thought, man, this crowd more crowd than I thought it would be. Um, fortunately, the cast member said, you know what? It's all right. Just go ahead. You know, your boarding group's called. Um, you'll be okay. So we went up to the line. We scanned in. It, of course... You know, the, the scan thing didn't work right just because of how late we were. and But they let us in anyways. About 15 minutes into the line, Amazon servers across the country crashed. And half of the rides in Epcot and all the gift cards and everything else crashed. And <laughs> so there we were in the Ratatouille line. Uh, the, they shut the ride down. The whole thing shut down. I mean, even the music stopped. And um, basically, we stood there for about an hour and a half. They got the ride booted back up again. We got on the ride, got off, and all was good. So throughout the rest of the day at Epcot, we just did the um, that cookie stroll that they're doing for Festival of the Holidays. Did you know about the cookie stroll, John? Oh, yeah, I know about it. I I saw the merchandise that they, they sold, like a little cookie jar that said, you know, Epcot Festival of the Holidays 2021 cookie stroll. And I guess that's if you want to just, well, I'm sure it's just a collectible, but yeah. that's, I and, and I think they sold out mm-hmm. last time they did the cookie stroll, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Not that I ever did it, never did it. Well, we went, we went through and we picked up, like you get the guide for the festival of the holidays and you can go through the different countries different booths and everything and do this cookie stroll and it's not very expensive it's like two dollars and fifty cents or two i don't know it's under three dollars for a cookie and and at disney world if you can get anything under three dollars you're ahead in my opinion so we did that we went through and got our booklet stamped and did the cookie stroll um i thought all the cookies were pretty good uh we shared it uh, my wife and i um shared you know we only did one uh but we went around and we did that rode a couple rides um checked out the decorations uh boy i you know i mean i didn't stick around for any of the stories like we talked about in our holiday podcast john but um the decorations were were really great i mean really fun um some of the things that they did around some of the countries just uh I, I really enjoyed that. I, I liked how they decked everything out. I loved the tree there at Epcot, um, especially at night. Yeah, that's one of my favorite trees. I don't know. It, although I say that about so many of them. But whenever I'm there, though, I love the uh, the angel holding the world at the top. It's always it, – it is. And I, it's it feels really sparkly for some reason, too. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of sparkling. It does. It does. Um we uh, didn't go on the Frozen ride just because the line was so long. Uh, the crowds didn't seem crazy at Epcot that day. This this was on a, a Tuesday. Um, I, I I just the, the, apparently they were all in the ride lines. But in any case, you know, I didn't really care about Frozen or anything like that. I wasn't worried about it. Uh, we went to. Um, the Mexico Pavilion, and it's decorated pretty nice in there for the holidays. Uh, I didn't go in there yet for the holidays. That's I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah, the 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 booths that are in there, you know, the marketplace that they have in there, it it has kind of like a garland up and different things like that going on. Uh, they have a really nice, like right at the entry when you go into the pavilion itself, um, not not the front of the pavilion, but like when you go into the marketplace area where the restaurants are and everything, um, they have a really nice uh, kind of um, garland and lights there, like a setup. It, it's not elaborate. It, it's just kind of classic, you know, and, and looks really nice. Um, there, it, we, we did go on the ride. Uh, there was nothing holiday in the ride but it's just a classic ride yeah we always have to ride it there and the line is always short so yeah that's that's good to know yeah and that piggybacks off last week too saying that the other parks outside of the magic kingdom just seem to have an awful lot of decorations throughout they do and the magic kingdom i feel yeah. like has less you know yeah but yep that's right john i, I totally agree with you uh we left that pavilion, uh, went to Test Track next, or at least we got in line at Test Track, and then Test Track <laughs> broke down. No. <laughs> really? That's weird because, oh, wait a minute, it's broke yeah. down more than it's not, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I will, uh, this is where I started to get a picture of this Lightning Lane thing, too. Um, you know, of course, the Lightning Lane, they're using the Fast Pass lines and everything for that, and... I didn't see a lot of people using Lightning Lane, but yet the lines were still really long. The The line itself was supposed to be about a 45-minute line, and I thought, okay, we'll wait for that test track. My, my son and, and my wife, they love test track, so, you know, I, I could take it or leave it. It's okay. You know, I, I like it, but it's okay. Uh, when the ride broke down, after doing that Ratatouille thing, we all just kind of looked at each other and were like, eh, you want to... You want to leave? Who knows when we'll come back? Yeah, let's leave. So we left. But again, the lightning lane thing. Here's my first think, uh, thinking, my first thoughts on it. Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of people using lightning lane. Um, there were some, but not a lot. In other words, there weren't huge lines at lightning lane. So maybe that's an advantage. Some people might use that as an excuse to buy lightning lane. And I get it. I, I don't care if you buy lightning lane. But... Um, I don't think it's as successful as what Disney thought it was going to be at this point um, right away. I thought they thought that it would be really successful right off the bat. And I'm not sure it is. Um, I don't know. What do you think, John, of that? I was going to say, I, I keep going back and forth on it. Like I had said before, you know, I don't think you should get it, especially at Epcot and uh, Animal Kingdom. And then I waited at Soren while the line didn't move for like 20 minutes at a time and then i'm like yeah i think you kind of need it because <laughs> this is ridiculous and now i'm hearing again about how unfriendly it is meaning you know i i, I heard on another podcast that you know they were experimenting with it they get to hollywood studios in the morning and the first one that they can get is 11:30 toy story mania and i'm like well that's ridiculous it's like yeah it's not even that great and that's the first one everything else is gone and i'm like why this is not if i paid for that i'd be very upset about that and again if lightning lane was you know even if you could only ride the rides once but you can like universal just get in the express line i would be saying it's great you know and everybody should get it if you're on vacation but again it's not it's still schedule and based on availability and 
basically a lot of times it sounds like they're going to be like, wow, Carousel of Progress sounds great. Why don't you head over there? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. but what about the rides I want to go on? Ah, forget about them. You don't need to ride that. It's like, so anyway, after hearing uh, more, ex- the more experiences I hear from people about about it, the less that I like it too. And I think the people that did like it, the uh, the loophole that allowed you to have two at a time has been fixed. So you know, Disney was proud of themselves that they fixed that that way nobody will like it now yeah and i'd like at at the end of this trip report i'll i'll go back to lightning lane and we'll we'll talk about it because i think there's some observations that i have about it you know that developed through this trip and um you might find them interesting um but uh yeah from test track it, it was a failure we just like i i i bailed um one thing i did do is i went over to the donut box i'm not a fan of that um booth i don't know if you've bought anything at the donut box before john um that's the one near test track not at this festival but you know i bought stuff from other festivals right well i bought um they had a sandwich there for the food and wine festival and i i didn't it, i wasn't crazy about it um and then this festival it just didn't look that appetizing to me but they did have a pass holder uh, exclusive where they had like a gingerbread drink in this um, pass holder exclusive uh, cup and, and it's not a glass or anything it's just like a plastic cup but it's kind of neat it's got a neat classic disney design on it and I thought, okay, I'm going to get that. I, I'm just going to try it, but I, I really want that cup. And uh, so I did that right there. So it's a cute cup. Uh, I'd encourage anyone to look it up. If you're a pass holder, it might be worth a get, you know. Um, the drink is pretty good. Uh, it's like a gingerbread flavored. Uh, um, I don't even remember exactly what it was. It was almost like an eggnog with gingerbread in it. But um you know, if you're not a fan of eggnog, you might not like it. <laughs> it, it was all right. Uh, from there, we decided, okay, we're going to go over to Living with the Land. Um, it was starting to get dark a little bit, so we thought, okay, let's walk over there. Uh, on our way over, we did uh, another uh, cookie stroll booth somewhere. I'm not sure where. I think it was uh, up near Port of Entry or something like that. Um and and just kind of, I took some pictures and video of the tree there and just some other pictures of the decorations. It's just a really, um, right there where you enter the country area across that bridge. I I just really like it. Like they have that uh, chorus going. Do you, do you know what the name of that chorus is, John? Those singers that are near the lake there? It's called... Uh, Voices of Liberty? Voice, no, it's not Voice of Liberty. They have a different name, and, and it's almost like... Uh, I I heard them. I didn't see them, but I heard them singing, and it almost... It sounds oh, like... Oh, joyous? Like a joy, joyful something, or joy... I think it's called Joyous, I think, or Joyful, something like that. But that's it's only there for Christmas, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like a gospel or soul yep. type thing. And boy, were they, they were fantastic. Just listening to them sing and the selection of music. I really appreciated that, you know, just hearing them there. And you don't have to pay for that. It's not like the candlelight processional where it's very kind of, kind of exclusive a little bit. You know, it, it was just, 
scheduled times where they sang in front of the lake near that tree and everything. And man, it's just really neat. Um, And I really appreciated that. Uh, Decorations around there with the tree and everything are great. Um, We went over to Living with the Land and... um, and and wanted to do that because of the christmas decorations in there and it was a long line john the the line was like a half an hour for living with the land i've never seen that well i think people are finally starting to catch on and that the lights are in there and that it is cool so i'm happy that it's long though because i don't i i i would be devastated if they got rid of that i know they won't right now anyway they have enough money problems to deal with and they even touch it but you know, they do like bad ideas, so that could be their new priority to destroy it. So hopefully, I'm glad to see people are finally uh, re- realizing that there's lights in there, too. So. Yeah, well, I think that was what everyone's excited for in that ride. And um, I actually asked for a, a front row so that I could take some video and pictures and things like that. And um, I did. I didn't get all the entire ride um, because, unfortunately, my battery ran out, which it was supposed to be full. So I had to swap batteries. And then after I swapped batteries, then my card <laughs> ran out. So I missed some sections of the thing. So it didn't make for, you know, great video maybe for a good TikTok here or there or something but um the the decorations in there um actually more impressive than i thought they were you know i i i've seen your video and i you know seen other people's videos but in person i thought it was just so much better uh, yeah i really, the, really liked it the uh, the lights don't translate that well on video and i've tried a couple different cameras and they just don't it really can't capture the feel you get from it. So yeah, it's being there in person is definitely better. Yeah, I I, I do like I never would have known about that if it weren't for your videos when you did them, and uh, I, I appreciate the fact that you did that because it kind of and I think your videos and other people's videos are actually exposing um, the fact that they do that in there and bringing a little bit of excitement and attention to a ride that you and I both are pretty passionate about, you know, yeah. I'm glad about that. Uh, very, uh, I, I really love the fact that you come around that one corner, the second set of um, greenhouses and you think that, oh, okay, that's all it was. The the first set of greenhouses, that's all it was, but it was, it was nice. That was nice. You come around that second set, you, you go, you know, where the animals or the fish and all that are and go into the next level of the next greenhouse there. And, Right off to your left, man, they have a really neat, like, uh, kind of Mickey decoration, you know, on one of the... I, I don't know what exactly that is that they have there, but that thing was neat looking. Just like a topiary, I think. Yeah, like yeah, Mickey something like And then they light it like orange or yeah, something. Yeah. It, it really makes it stand out. It does. It was pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, that that's about time my camera... I, I couldn't get my camera on it in time. But um, that second greenhouse was even more impressive than the first i thought so uh, i just think um you know if you like christmas lights and stuff like that and you like that ride that that's a must do when you're there for around the holidays and just one more thing to remind you that you don't need to pay to watch the magic kingdom christmas there's lots of special stuff all around you just gotta sure is absolutely 
Um, we got off that ride and uh, Soren uh, said, uh, did it say, I think it said 25 minutes, actually, 25 minutes. So we thought, okay, let's go do that. So if you're following along, Soren had a smaller line than Living with the Land. Ooh. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, but it definitely did. And it wasn't even 25 minutes for us to get on to Soren. And there were people using <laughs> Lightning Lane. <laughs> and I thought, why? <laughs> That's good. That I'm glad to hear that, though. Because, again, yeah. I, I, I would be happy if Disney adjusted soaring a little bit i i still like it but i prefer soaring over california and if they would test that out and say all right we're gonna put cal cal california back in one of the three theaters we'll see how it goes i think they would find that that ride regains its popularity quick you know and they don't even have to spend much money for that just retool a theater and try it yeah and yeah, because I would be there in a heartbeat. I loved, I, I like them both, but California, I really just love that one. So yeah, that's my hope that someday they do that. Well, I think most people, uh, fan fans in general, like California a little bit better, and I do too. Um, just something about those orange groves and that smell. Uh, I really like that. Uh, if they did it randomly, John, I think that would be great. You know, you, it's kind of random. You get this theater and you get the California experience. You do this theater, you know, these two theaters, you do the world, yeah. you know. So. They couldn't do that. Then. There'd be too many complaints. <laughs> oh, no, they do. It. I, I get that. But they do that with uh, Star Tours. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, so I guess they could. But. Yeah, they could. Uh but one of the big um, things that people point to is Soren as far as uh, using that lightning lane. And I don't really think you need it for that. So, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. You're wasting your time if you use it for that, I, in my opinion. I, I could be wrong. Maybe during the day the lines get a little bit longer. But that line moved really quick. So. Uh, I went there at a bad time when I did it because i was there at like i forget when i took my mom there it was like noon or something the park was only open for an hour or two and the opening crowds just filled it in yeah that was that that was the dumbest time to try to ride it in the evening yeah as most people move off into you know world showcase it's you can always ride it then and now they have three theaters instead of two so it's just quicker than it used to be well, that's what it was. This was in the evening, so uh, that that might have worked to our advantage. Um, at, at this point, we were really kind of dragging. I mean, we were tired and stuff. And, and my wife, she just loves turning to imagination and figment. But I, you know, we got out of the land pavilion, and I, her and my son were both kind of like, "Yeah, we need to get something to eat. We we need to. We really need to get to bed. It's tired. You know, we're tired. And you know, from the plane ride and being up, we had to get up at like two thirty in the morning and stuff. So, um, so we did. I said, okay, let's just go to Spaceship Earth. I always like to cover the rides that you never know. It's kind of iffy if they're going to be down uh, the next time you go. And you never know when Disney's going to start messing with their, you know, attractions. And Spaceship Earth has been on the list for a while. So I always try and do Spaceship Earth, not knowing what's going to happen with it. Um, the light show, what do they call that light show on Spaceship Earth? A beacon of magic, I beacon think. Of ma- okay, so the beacon of magic is just fantastic. Uh, from the the 50th anniversary overlay and 
to the the holiday overlay that they do they do them both um both of them just unbelievable uh so we saw that the whole way walking up i got some video and pictures and stuff of that and then we got on there that was maybe like a 10 minute wait to get on the ride at most again people still using lightning lane with uh you know a wait like that and on their schedule uh, and... i i i think that's where disney missed the mark when you used to schedule your fast passes and if you showed up and were like oh i used it for this i didn't need it it's like ah well it doesn't matter but when you paid for it you start thinking was that a mistake because look there's no line it's like oh look there's yeah. no soren's barely a line you walk right on this and maybe i shouldn't have you know so again when it's free you can get away with a lot more so i think disney might find that out soon Maybe. I think, you know, I, I really think what's going to happen is Lightning Lane is going to start being offered to people in Great Britain, you know, as part of a vacation package for free. And then eventually that'll come to the United States. You know, remember, they used to do that for dining plan. And up until the pandemic, they were still doing that. And I really think that that's what this is going to end up being um, eventually. Uh, it'll it'll be paid for most of the year, but they'll run select uh times where it'll be part of the package you know yeah and a little bit of behind the scenes stuff too it was very upsetting to me as a hard-working citizen of the united states that 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 disney would also they would give super discounted rates to you know all like the south american countries and you'd see all the tour groups from brazil and all that it used to upset me a little to know that they got to do it at a much cheaper rate than I did. <laughs> and yeah. and D- Disney's attitude was like, well, you can afford it. You're from the US, so pay up. And I'm like, man, I got to work a lot of hours to do that. So I don't know. Just one of those things. And it's not every case, but they had really good deals and uh, for, you know, for people from other countries. And it reminded me when you said, you know, give free dining to people from other countries. And it's like, yeah, they do things like that, or they used to. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they were getting out of it, but yeah, I don't think they're doing it now. But I look for that to resume at some point once the crowds start to, you know, the the crowds go back to some normal state, you know, whatever that is or whatever that's going to be in the world as as it exists. But um, we <clears throat> go on Spaceship Earth after we got off of that, and again, Spaceship Earth, uh, another ride that. I'd say you and I are pretty passionate about. I, I really love Spaceship Earth, always will. It's had better moments, it's had worse moments, but I I will always love that ride. It's just one that always, you know, warms my heart, makes me feel like I'm back in Disney again, you know. Um, I got off of that ride and, and then uh, as a family, we all went over to finish up the cookie stroll. And um, at the end of the cookie stroll, you get a... Um, another collectible cup and you get a um, a treat a free treat as part of the uh, uh, you know the end of the 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 whole thing and that was pretty good uh, it was some like a almost like a parfait type thing um, and to give you a 50th anniversary cookie again with that paper printed thing on it like you you said is kind of a little gross but um and it was it kind of does taste like a sugary paper uh and then we went back to the room 
we did not watch um, the show at night there, um, other than the Spaceship Earth. Uh, I just, uh, if it was Illuminations, uh, we would have stuck around, but... Uh, you saw the good show on the Spaceship yeah. Earth. So. Yeah, I yeah. honestly didn't even think about that again. I don't even consider Harmonious. I'm like, it yeah. just doesn't even occur to me as an option. I'm like, yeah, that, I... And like in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, good, you saw the nighttime show there on Spaceship Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't. We didn't stick around for Harmonious. I did want my son to see it, um, but and we were going to stick around, but we were so tired, and I was just like, okay, let's just go back. We did. We hopped on the Skyliner. We went back. Got washed up. We we went to the. Um, we got back in time to go to the food court and uh went down there uh, and and things are back to normal somewhat at the food court at pop century so that was that that's good uh, i mean it wasn't all mobile order anymore you can actually walk up to the booths like you used to be able to and uh, i believe you liked that food court there at pop oh, century yeah, that, that was one of my favorites that's one of the reasons i love staying at pop century because they had such a cool variety of stuff and they don't they don't have my favorite dish anymore but for for a while they had the asian uh chicken noodle salad that they would mm -hmm. make fresh and prepare it for you and man i love that so much and yeah it's yeah i don't think that anymore, came but... yeah i was gonna say i don't think that came back yet but no um, it, it, it was gone before the pandemic was it just, i think it was too much work to custom make fresh a salad per order like it just yeah. but when they did it though man that really did well well they do have the um tie-dyed what is it uh cheesecake or whatever they used to do that's back in there and um you know so a lot of the other stuff is back in there they do have some 50th anniversary specials so keep an eye on that because that changes if you're going to pop century um they had a waltz chili bread bowl that i got and my regular guy review for Walt's Chili Bread Bowl. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I saw that there and I was like, hmm. I, yeah. I didn't get it, but I did look at it and consider it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the chili is actually pretty similar to how I make chili. And the bread bowl was, uh, you know, it's pretty good. It was different. I've never ate chili out of a bread bowl. So uh, I, I liked it. Um so that was the end of the first night. Again, we were exhausted, you know, from the trip and everything. Um, but we got to do some stuff at Epcot, and we we had a good time. Um, Epcot, John, again, quickly starting to move up on my list once again, even with the big hole in the middle. Um, I'm starting to get on board this whole festival thing. Uh, I I wasn't too sure about it. I thought it was a drunken bunch of crap at first. But actually, this is like the third festival that I've been at the last couple of years, and I'm I'm actually enjoying the festivals. Um, that's why we're talking about coming back in February to see the Festival of the Arts. Oh, that's that's that is my favorite. Um, I used to like the festival, the food or the Flower and Garden better, but they kind of turned that into just food and wine with some flowers so yeah. they got they they got rid of the real gardening part of it but festival of the arts is still all about art and it is just so unique to spend time and look at all the artwork and the uh you know the, you can paint your own stuff on the wall like they do a paint by number things that guests participate in they have 
the chalk drawings change. Every, like I don't know about every day, but I think every day, every few days, they do 3D ones, and it's like I usually go back a bunch of times, and it's always something going on that wasn't there before, you know. So one of my favorites. So I think you'll like that if you make it out there. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not opposed. Like, I if we go down, we may even fly down for you know a couple days in february and and i would schedule have no problem scheduling two days at epcot and then just park hopping you know um after two to the other parks i i have such a good time now at epcot um well, you know. just remember though epcot opens late so yeah. it might be better to to park hop there at two every day instead oh that's just an excellent end your day point. at epcot that's an excellent start somewhere point. else yeah, and do a couple of rides and end your day there yeah, great point. Um, the next day we're scheduled for Magic Kingdom, and and we got into there, and that's when the crowds began. John, <laughs> the, the crowds were crazy at Magic Kingdom the next day, um, way more than they were on October second uh, when I was in there, and that really shocked me. I thought the crowds would would be a little bit low for the second week of December. Um, we, we kind of knew at that point we weren't going to get to ride a lot. Um, so we just kind of took a look at the tree and the tree, of course, always beautiful. But it does look a little faded out. I'm not sure what's going on. You you keep mentioning it being a little lighter, fade some fade out on it or something. I, yeah, something's different about that tree. Yeah, I think the sun fades them really bad. Very, you know, the Florida sun very quickly. So they probably need a lot of work in between seasons and with all the cost cutting going on i bet they are neglecting that a little bit you know it wouldn't surprise me if they're like well we can let it go till next year for this or that'd be my guess well i um i will say this maybe the crowds were a little bit heavier because this was a night where the deluxe resort guests got to stay a couple extra hours so i I don't know if that had something to do with it or not usually when there's something going on at night because there wasn't a party that night usually when there's something going on at night they the crowds might be a little bit less like maybe people because they they're afraid the park will close up early or something like that i don't know but in in these nights the park is closing at a normal time they just keep it open two extra hours um most of the rides anyhow for deluxe guests and uh, if if you can go to a deluxe resort i think it's a great perk and i'll explain a little bit why um a little bit later but again lightning lane all day in this park was really making for some weird lines um it, it just uh we started the day off uh going to the haunted mansion uh, the Haunted Mansion line was about a half an hour. Uh, by the time we got up to it, it changed to 45 minutes. Uh, hopped in the line. Um, it was not a half an hour or 45 minutes. It was probably like 25 minutes. So I, I don't know if they're inflating the appearance of the line at this point or what's going on there but something weird is going on they probably have to anticipate how many lightning lane people will be back and when they'll be there and will they all show up at right at when their things do or they you know i think you have like an hour or so to come back during that so Hmm. it's probably hard for them to guess i i would think it's even harder when like let's say you sold you you scheduled like 500 people 
to come between noon and one o'clock. They all could come right away. They might sprinkle in. They could they could spread out evenly. It's like you just it's I don't know how the heck they anticipate lines when you add that stuff in. I don't know, but I, I will tell you something really strange uh, about this. Like they they have half the queue open. Only half the queue, like half the queue is completely shut down, if not more. I'd say even 75% of the queue is shut down. And they have a line going clear back to the riverboat, you know, and it's up in um, Liberty Square. So you're standing in Liberty Square and one of the cast members holding a sign with the estimated time for the line um, to show you where the line ends or begins rather. And... They have an entire empty queue of wraparound, you know? I, I don't understand why they don't have that whole thing open. I mean, they're basically backing people up into Liberty Square, getting into other people's way, trying to move throughout the park. And it just, it's confusing to me. There's got to be a reason for it, but I can't put my finger on what it is. Um, you did. There were some people using Lightning Lane, but not a lot. And the Lightning Lane where it, actually lets out into the regular crowd i don't really think it's worth it there either uh, i mean you get right on the um right into the ride but um all the more ride queue at this point are using i, I don't know what's going on there it was just strange maybe it's because it was early in the morning or something but um that one was the first one was i kind of looked at as like what's going on here uh once we got through haunted mansion um we went over to Big Thunder Railroad, Big Thunder Mountain, and the wait was supposed to be uh, 35 minutes for that. Not a lot of lightning lane usage there. Um, that line probably took maybe about 30 minutes. Uh, so I didn't think that was too bad. I love that ride. And I love all the decorations, all the cool things in the uh, line leading up to that ride you know the little in jokes easter eggs and stuff everywhere um so we did that we uh got off of uh, big thunder mountain um can't remember exactly what we did at this point i think we decided to uh oh we we went to get something to eat at this point for lunch we went to um uh, for a little bit early lunch, we went to Casey's Corner. Now, I've never ate at Casey's Corner, John, so it's like like something that everyone seems to do, you know, get a hot dog at Casey's Corner. We finally were able to do that. Um, there were no seats available. All the seats were taken up. They were, like, acting really weird about letting you in and out of the restaurant and stuff. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. You just never know. There's, yeah, you gotta watch. A lot of, a lot of COVID around the hot dogs. So. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, we did that, and and we decided to join what you often call the the um, encampment in the um, hub grass that's next <laughs> to Casey's Corner, and just sat on the fake grass in front of the trash can and ate in the shade. Um, not to be an absolute pig, but I thought since I'm going to Casey's and I clicked that box finally, I'm going to go over to the, um, uh, what's it, the egg roll cart or whatever it's called. What do they call those uh, in front of Adventureland there? Um, you know, I don't think I ever got one of those. I wanted to, um, uh, I, I I did get the, I think they're like spring rolls spring from roll, Oha yeah. Isle. Is yeah. that what I, I always get them confused? There's two different places. One of them yeah. has 
like a little snack that has vegetables and pork and you dip yeah. it in sauce. The other one you can get like a cheeseburger, spring yep. roll and all the different. That one I never found yet. Like I didn't look that hard for it, but I never I always wanted to try it and never ran into it. It's it's in your video for today that um we posted. <laughs> of course it, it it's is. it's right at the end of your video, right by the Adventureland Bridge. That's uh right in front of it. So you'll see it. It's a red cart, you can't miss it. And it's got a line, it's always got a line. So see, I never went to that. I, I I have to look at my own video. I'm recording my a video and I don't even pay attention apparently. <laughs> I, look at the, I never the, see that. Yep, I, you'll I don't see it. I keep thinking one of these, I want to go there just to eat that because I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. So I, they do, they had the cheeseburger one and they had um, the a 50th anniversary one that had, um, it was almost like a deli sandwich in a spring roll. Like it had pastrami and stuff like that in it or something like that. And I thought, so you get two of them because they're just small. And you can either get um, two of the cheeseburger, two of the 50th anniversary, or you can get the option C, which is one of each of them. And that's what I did. Um, they were really good. I really enjoyed them. They're small. Like I said, they're like a, almost like a snack size. But um, if you just need something to keep you going for a couple hours um, to get you through till dinner or whatever, that that's it's a perfect treat. Yeah, see, when I'm visiting, that's the kind of thing that I would like to do because yeah, I'm would, just there yeah. for a couple hours. I'd love to have a snack. I don't want to eat too much. And yeah, yeah, and and there, so I would recommend either one of those. Casey's Corner, the hot dogs were really good there too. So um, just like a Coney Island style, and I really uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, so from there, we just kind of looked around, moved on a little bit. Um, just I, I think at that point, if I'm not mistaken, we decided to uh, go um, move over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, we were going to ride a ride at first. Oh, we went and rode Small World. That's what we did. So it's a small world has a weird line set up. They have the lightning lane, of course, and there were people using lightning lane there. But the ride itself had a wait time of like a half an hour so. Um, may even longer than that, might have been 45 minutes. So we waited, and it's a small world line, and we got down there, and they started another line by the exit line, and I noticed it was for DAS. So they have three lines going into that ride. They have the disability line, they have the lightning lane, and they have um, have the regular standby. And it did probably take us eh, about... 40 minutes to get on that ride and get off. Uh, then we decided to go over to Animal Kingdom at that point. Um, it was 2 o'clock or getting approaching 2 o'clock. We went over there and uh, I, I will say as far as Magic Kingdom, Main Street's where your decorations are. Um, and then if you want to get on the Jingle Cruise, uh, I'm going to spoil a little bit of something for later, but we did not make it on the Jingle Cruise because that thing was like two-hour lines all day, and I was not going to stand in a line for two hours on this trip. Uh, Animal Kingdom, if you want to know what we did with Animal Kingdom, just listen to what John said earlier. That's exactly what we did. Um we went to Dinosaur. That's the first thing we did after taking some pictures of all the great decorations, Christmas tree, all that stuff. Um, the uh, Dinosaur was the first ride. We left Dinosaur. We were walking over to 
get on Everest. I was going to get on um, uh, Expedition Everest. And I saw we walked right by the pass holder entrance to Kite Tails. And I thought, wait a minute, they're loading up, getting ready, and there's a pass holder entrance. I did, did the same thing. I did. Well, I I was walking by and I was like, pass holder. Pass entrance. holder entrance, I, right? You know, Disney hasn't done anything for pass holders That's in so long. I, I was like, you mean I can have my own place to watch? So I I ran in there. There's probably like 10 people in the whole section. <laughs> yep, that's about right. Same with us. And and the thing is, my son's not a pass holder, but, you know, they didn't question it. They just let him right in with us. Yeah, that show. I don't they're, think they're No, I don't not. So we sat down, and again, it was... So let me just say, earlier on our way to Dinosaur, we did stop, and we got it like a drink, and my son got a pretzel. And I was standing on the bridge um, near Dino Land, and they had kite tails going on. It was the Lion King version. Yep. And and so I watched it from the bridge, just like we had talked about in, in one of our podcasts. And, uh, man, I was just, like, really impressed uh, how they could, that big Simba, how they can do that without crashing into the water. It was something. Uh, when it came to the Jungle Book one, we did sit in the pass holder section. And not only are those... Um, you know, those guys on the, the ski-doos or whatever they are, amazing. But the entertainers that are up on, you know, in front of your seating section are really awesome. I mean, they're doing a great job. Oh, I, I thought that, too. Like, they really went out of their way. They I they made sure that, you know, like, there was a little kid down from me, and they made sure that they interacted. They had that kite fly by and like you know just to, yeah. to entertain the kids and they did it for me too they saw me filming and had it just zip right by me and i'm like you know they they did just did a great job and they they did not do it half-hearted at all they're out there dancing yep. and playing they were whoever they have doing that used to have a really good entertainment job at disney somewhere and because they're not the they're not the people there just doing their job putting in half-hearted efforts. That's yep. they are really going all out for that show. So they definitely have a good crew. That's for sure. They do. I, in my opinion, they typify the spirit of what I knew over the years of Disney. You know, they're putting passion into their performance. They're they're really really. Um, you can tell they like their job. I mean, they really love what they're doing. Um, even like when the announcements go off, there's the guy, you know, on the ski do or the or the the lady on the ski do or whatever, you know, that has the kite thing, and they're actually doing performance out there. You know, they're kind of moving around, and then um, as the announcements are going, they're making hand motions and stuff and doing all kinds of things. So I find kite tails very entertaining, much more entertaining than I thought I would. And yeah, okay, it might have been funny at first, but in my opinion right now, it's probably one of the best performances in all of Walt Disney World. And and I know, like you said, a lot of people look at it sarcastically and stuff, and, and I think it's supposed to be looked at in some ways because when those balloons land, they make a crashing sound oh, yeah, over they the keep speaker. They literally keep uh, mentioning that 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 they they do a little announcement saying what comes up must come down. Yes. There's nothing wrong when you see the kites yeah. uh, uh, land in the stands. There's nothing nothing went wrong. Every that's that we plan on doing it. So they just remind people that it's not yeah. not necessarily a crash you're seeing. 
Oh man, but it it is uh, it's a fun show. I really enjoy it. There's not much more to say than that. I I hope I hope it gets bigger crowds eventually because regardless of how silly it looks, they put a lot of time, effort, and and uh, passion into the show, and they do such a good job. Uh, I'm never gonna miss it in Animal Kingdom. If it's there, I'm gonna start to see it. Um, way better than Rivers of Light. That's all I'll put. It. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. You were right. I would rather watch that anytime than Rivers of Light. Uh, I, I'd I'd rather watch that than Harmonious. <laughs> well, yeah, you're you're not. You definitely uh, have something there. I, I I I may have to agree with that too. So we left there, and then I went on Exp- Expedition Everest. Ten minute wait. Got on. Got off. Nobody used the lightning lane the entire time I was there. I was a single rider. There was no single rider line. That's all it took. There was me, and then there was another guy. Um, they sat me with another guy. He was, uh, I, I don't, he was, um, I think he was a, a Japanese guy. He didn't really speak much. Like he didn't, I don't think he could speak English real well. So we didn't really interact too much. But you could tell the guy was having fun just like I was. So, um, I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, when I got the ride, I was we didn't wait in the single rider line, but there was three of us, so I I was the one with somebody too, and I I forget I was with some big guy with dreadlocks and stuff. But it, it is nice though, you know. Like I love riding it with people just to hear their so reactions, and it's that's a fun one to do single rider because it's, yeah, it it's it just usually you know especially this time of year you get somebody that's never been on it that really appreciates it you know yeah and and that's i think this guy truly he really had a good time i i loved it loved it um from there uh we just kind of wandered around the shops in africa and stuff they closed down the um safari early for some reason and um so in the African region, I remember you saying about how you love going into Harambe Marketplace, right? And um, so we kind of wandered in there, but all the restaurants were closed down. It was after yeah. five. And uh, yeah. But what they did have is they had like a, they called it a sweet shop or something like that. And my wife noticed there was something in there, a 50th anniversary thing, and she w- wanted to go in there like a treat. I love that store. Yeah, that that store right there. And then it has yeah. actual store. That's one of my favorite little stores. And that, that's in a newer part, too. Yep. Believe it or not, John, that's the first time I've ever been in that store. And it was fantastic. I love that store, too. There's so many things I could have walked out of there with. And uh, just like decorations and like, you know, even instruments, like kids instruments and stuff. You know, I just... That's a great store. Plus, it's it doubles as kind of like a sweets, like kind of bakery type. Oh thing. yeah, yep. It, it, it's got the the candy counter, bakery yeah. counter, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, you can go in and get that stuff too. So we got a um, like a like a a cupcake or something. I think my wife got, and then um, two drinks, uh, like two of the specialty drinks that they make, like these slushies. Um, and then we went and sat in that uh, Harambe marketplace, you know, in the seats there and just relaxed a little bit, uh, enjoyed the decorations and um, 
you know, ate and drank our stuff. And it's a good idea. I never thought of that. You, yeah. When it's closed, because I'm there a lot at night. When it's closed, I could actually get a dessert from there and go sit yep. down and eat it in the Harambe market too, and yep. just enjoy. Yeah, it was. It's idea. so peaceful. It, the thing is, uh, during the day when it gets really busy and loud in there, you don't really look around and appreciate some of the Easter eggs and decorations and things like that in the marketplace. Um, I had a chance to actually kind of look around and relax, you know, and it was really nice. Uh, a lot of cool things in there. Um, we got up and and kind of walked over towards where the safari area was, and they have some awesome Christmas trees um, themed in uh, kind of the way that I guess in certain areas in Africa they would do things like they use bicycle tires and chicken wire and all kinds of things to make these um i don't know Christmas if they trees. really would do that but in the disney invite in the disney version they sure do so i don't know maybe yeah i don't know but i thought they were really awesome looking like they did a really great job uh with them and and it like a, it was almost like a sustainable practice you know like you throw out a bicycle tire well yeah you can use it in a christmas tree or something you know so oh yeah i like that too that's just that's a version of recycling yeah and actually they, use things you have no, they made wreaths out of um, bottle caps, too, and stuff like that, and that was really cool. Yeah, Sam, I, I didn't notice that this year. When you had you asked last week about that, and I could not remember it this year, but I do remember it in the past, taking pictures and videos, because I remember thinking how cool it was, you know, the handcrafted stuff they make to fit into the surroundings. Just yeah. Really nice. What's well, definitely decked out in Africa with that stuff, and I we spent a lot of time there um, in Animal Kingdom. We were done for the night. We weren't going to ride anything else, um, and um, we just kind of spent a lot of time taking pictures and just admiring um, all the cool stuff. And uh, we got out of there then and headed back to Magic Kingdom <clears throat> with the idea that we were going to uh, see the fireworks three hours before the show when we got into magic kingdom and uh people were already lining up which was pretty frustrating you know on uh main street so then we went and um we actually went and ate supper um at uh, uh cosmic rays uh just got something quick and then we got on tomorrowland speedway and while we're on tomorrowland speedway that's when we realized that the fireworks were actually an hour earlier than we thought they were. I We kept forgetting that they do it an hour before park closing. So um, the fireworks began as we we're waiting in line for Tomorrowland Speedway. And I got some cool video and pictures of the fireworks when they went off while on Tomorrowland Speedway. And when we got off of, Tomorrowland, uh, off of the ride, I said to my wife, let's go look at um, Seven Dwarfs mine train just kind of take a look at it we never rode it at night let's go take a look see what the line's like because fireworks are still going out they just stopped so we ran up over the grove there and looked at it and it said 60 minutes there was a cast member standing there with a sign that said 60 minutes and there was no one in line no one no one in that line anywhere near the cast member or anything that 60 got reported to the app by the way and so on the app it said 60 minutes it took me five minutes five minutes at that point uh to get on mine train yeah, and that, um that is crazy i know that's <laughs> insane right so we got on uh on the seven doors mine train rode that 
kind of looked, you know, it's really a different experience at night. Uh, You know, you can't really necessarily see any Christmas decorations or anything from there, which, you know, it's all good. But uh, after looking at that, I thought, man, I don't know if I'll ever see the Magic Kingdom fireworks again. Uh, I'm just going to ride rides uh, while the fireworks go off, especially when the lines are that heavy. Uh, Right after we entered the line, the lines from the fireworks emptied out because the fireworks had just ended. And then the lines started to really pile up. Uh, You know, and I imagine at that point, uh, after we were done with the ride, the wait time was considerably longer. But uh, once we got off of there, uh, we just kind of started looking at the app and kind of wondering, okay, how, what are the ride times like? And my wife's favorite ride is um, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And so I thought, okay, why don't you and, and my son, I, you and Gavin go on, uh, uh, you know, go on Big Thunder again. It's only like a 15-minute wait, which is more or less a walk-on at that point. And I'll go on Splash Mountain because, again, I never know when they're going to take down Splash Mountain. No idea. So I ride it every time. And I went on Splash Mountain. It was getting close to the end of the night. The line for Splash Mountain was supposedly 25 minutes. By the time I went to the line, that turned into 35 minutes. And by the time I got almost to the end door part of the ride it turned into 40 some minutes so my my family of course was waiting for me you know after that uh for quite a while for the ride to get through there was no lightning lane at that point no one was using it um but there were people that were trying you know they tried to beat the rush um before the park closed so by the time i got off of splash mountain it was probably like 20 after nine maybe and the um Deluxe resort guests were now in the park uh, doing their extra hours. Um, we got out of there. Uh, of course, Splash Mountain's always great, even at night. Um, awesome to see the castle at night and everything from that drop. Uh, we got out of there, and those lines were like next to nothing. Deluxe resort guests were in next to no line at all. They did close down the Jingle Cruise, they do close down Splash Mountain. Um, at that, you know, for that event. Um, but everything else pretty much is open and there's not long lines. So if you, you know, that's totally free if you're uh, paying for a deluxe resort, if you're DVC and or renting DVC points, that's available to you. So, you know. Yeah, it sounds like a great thing to take advantage of. It is two hours in the park with low lines. Oh, yeah. yeah and uh, speaking of, uh, being in the park after hours, I I, I remember la- last time we talked about the uh, when we talked about the Christmas party. Yeah, I had said after the first parade, I saw crowds of people leaving. Well, that's only forty five minutes after the 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 party started. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that already do what I said could possibly be done, meaning go all the way in the back of the park and drag your feet so that you. Are, can just stop on the way out and watch the parade for free and then go out. And it's like, oh, man, I should have done yeah. that. I would have been fine just seeing the parade. That would have been good. I might try that next year. I, I know you're not supposed to, but I saw crowds of people leaving right after the first parade, which 
who would pay 200 and some dollars a person in order to be there an extra one hour. It's like, I don't think that's happening. And I, right. I saw a lot of people with strollers and kids and just crowds. And I'm like, they waited it out. They went on a ride at like eight. Then they went to the bathroom and then they stopped at the store and then they sat on a bench. And before you know it, they're walking out during the, during the parade and go, Oh, I'll just stop here and watch. They're not looking for a wristband, people walking in that direction and people leave, you know, stopping to watch the parade. So I yeah. think that's happening a lot. So I anyway, do too. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and, and I can't fault them for it, really. I mean, yeah, I wish I would have done five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, instead of feeling disappointed, I I would feel proud that I uh, saw the parade and didn't spend five hundred dollars. <laughs> well, the um, that was it for our Magic Kingdom. Uh, again, our our trip. Um, we did again. We were a little bit behind, so we're we're we didn't really have a long bus wait. We got pretty much right on the bus. So it wasn't really a problem. So the longer you wait, the better off you are. Just don't wait, you know, too long because, you know, they only run from your resort for an hour. But I was talking to a gentleman um, on the day we left on Magical Express, and he told me um, he was in in Magic Kingdom that day. And he just kind of hung around um, a little bit past an hour, not even knowing what was going on. Couldn't get on any rides or anything, but he just enjoyed the atmosphere, you know, Um, kind of similar to what you were talking about with the Christmas uh, thing. And he told me, he said, uh, there were no buses or anything like that. He talked to uh, one of the cast members near the bus station and they said, oh, no problem. We'll call a bus in for you. And they literally called a bus in for him. And then there was one other couple there and he got his bus to to, uh, fall. That's what they do for the stragglers at the end of the night. You might sometimes you have to wait a little bit, but I've already eaten at uh, I've already eaten at like the Rainforest Cafe and uh-huh. at at Animal at the Animal Kingdom, and at, there are no more buses at the end of the night, and they just say where you go, and and a bus is gonna take you and whoever else there directly to your hotel you know that they 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 do do that so you don't really have to worry about it to take care of you so that's a good tip right there for people to keep in mind don't worry about it they'll get you where you need to go so yeah they'd never just leave you there yeah (laughs) get a ride share call an uber (laughs) not yet although once it reaches the top levels of disney they might go you know why why are we paying guys to drive they can get a ride share it's like yeah yeah they could couldn't they oh goodness we probably shouldn't even have mentioned it now now they'll find out uh but the next day uh we went to um it was our last day we're flying out in the evening so we only had a couple hours so we went to hollywood studios um hollywood studios was incredibly packed and probably the longest crowds I've seen in years in there. Um, the Christmas decorations at Hollywood Studios are fan freaking tastic. I just love them. Um, Gertie, the the Gertie decorations, and then in that lake right there, that little pond around Gertie. I, I love that. Um, the vintage type look, the reindeer, the you know, just everything about the Hollywood Studios decorations reminds me of traveling back to the 50s or something you know i I just i really really love it um 
that, that to me i think the decorations in my opinion are are probably among my favorite there uh and and it's everywhere all through the park and in different ways you know um uh, yeah and i i told you that that is last week i think I, or whenever it was i said that's my fa- if i could only go to one park yeah i would go to hollywood studios and it's not my favorite park by a long shot i think when it's we the ranked the parks yeah. it was near the bottom for both of us and but for christmas though and because it doesn't cost you anything extra there is so much christmasy stuff going on there that it's just there it absolutely going. is so um yeah, I, I'll I'll make it as brief as I can because uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth on this thing. But um, I we did go uh, I, again. I just want to say one more time: the decoration is fantastic, the music fantastic. You know, just classic holiday Christmas type music. I, I just love it, love it, love it. Um, we decided to go first to uh, Slinky Dog because, you know, okay, first thing in the morning. Well, that wait was already 70-some minutes. And we waited in that line, and it was 70 minutes in that line. And there were some people using Lightning Lane, but not a heck of a lot. I mean, it wasn't enough to really make that line 70-some minutes. So, um we got on it, of course. Slinky Dog always enjoyable. Um, I think it's worth seventy minutes uh, a wait, just because of how much I I love that roller coaster. It's just so fun. Um, you as a local, you probably wouldn't wait seventy minutes, John. You you yeah. would come in real late at night and you would get on there and 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 just try and do a, you know, maybe a twenty minute line or something like that at most. But and and that's how I would be. Uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway hour l- wait all day for some reason um i hadn't seen that in a long time uh rise of the resistance two hour waits all day uh millennium falcon smugglers run 60 minute waits uh i wasn't getting on any of them um no way uh toy story mania was 60 minute waits no thank you we went to uh the uh, backlot express um for lunch um I'm going to say it again, John. We said it before in a previous podcast. That is an underrated place to eat at Hollywood Studios. Uh, I really, really like Backlot Express. Um, decorate, the, the movie set decorations, everything else in there. I think the food is pretty solid. Uh, I, I really like Backlot Express. Um, and, and then from there, all we did, we went to the Muppet Show. Great as always. And then we went to the Frozen Sing-Along. And... The Frozen sing-along, of course, my son was grumbling about that. He didn't want to see it. But the Frozen sing-along is different for the holidays. They do a Christmas overlay. Did you know that, John? No, I don't go in anytime. So I think I've seen it once. So, yeah. It, um, they bring, actually, Olaf out. And then they do, like, a couple of uh, holiday or christmas theme songs. And they just change the entire ending of the show. So, um it, it is different. It is different around the holidays. Uh, from there, we left. We went back to the Pop Century, got ready to leave and, um, you know, get on the Magical Express to take our plane back uh, or to get on our plane. And that was that was fine. Everything went well there. Uh, I just want to before I'm done here, this lightning lane thing, I'm discouraged and encouraged. I feel like lightning lane has turned the experience at the parks into less of the whole dream and magic type thing that Disney always tried to do. And it's turned uh, park visits into a transactional thing. Um, 
people that are paying for Lightning Lane are going to measure their park experience by how, you know, how it fared compared to the amount of money they paid. And I hate that. I, I really do. I think that, you know, Disney has always been about um, immersing you away from your everyday life. And if I'm going to have to worry about scheduling and looking at my dang phone all day long and all those types of things, and I'm going to have to, um, you know, worry about whether I'm getting the most out of my money paying for Lightning Lane, I don't think the dream and the magic is there anymore. Uh I think it's starting to go away, and I think you and I are going to cover that on another podcast in the near future, John, about we, we've talked about this before, the Disney magic and things like that, what's going on with Disney right now. But I think a big part of the strategy currently is this Lightning Lane thing. And, John, I don't I don't I think Lightning Lane is is hurting the the dream and magic aspect of Disney. And um, that's what I saw when I was in the parks. I'm encouraged by the fact that not a lot of people are using it. So people are still sticking to the classic uh, thing and they refuse to fork over that extra money. And I see that a lot. That's why you get 70 minute lines, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good observation. And again, people always go, well, Universal does it. You don't need any planning with Universal. If you're, you're right. walking by Spider-Man, you can go, oh, look, Spider-Man. You want to go on it? Yeah, let's go on it. And you yeah. go on it. There's no, is it available? What's there? What's not? And again, they've been using it for years. And even though it does cost more than Disney, it still doesn't matter. It actually works. And it, it makes your work. life easier, not more complex and stressful. So just Great a point. thought. You're absolutely right. And that whole, like, Universal never went down the path of saying, we're here to, you know, the magic and the dreams and all that type of thing. And Disney is still saying magic and dreams and all that. And I think Lightning Lane is not very magical and it has nothing to do with dreams, you know? I mean, I, I just think that the experience that Disney originally gave you um, is is gone and Lightning Lane is part of the, I guess, closing the casket door on that in a way, I, I think. I, I don't know. Again, a lot of people are fighting it. A lot of people aren't using it. I don't know how the future you know, what the future holds for that particular experience or, or add on or whatever you want to call it. But it, it wasn't very successful on this trip and the crowds were super large. So that means not a lot of locals. Um, I don't think there were a lot of locals when I was in the park this time, other than maybe for the fireworks. Um, so anyways, John, that's my trip report. Sorry. I went a little long, talked a little bit too much, but, um, I just, this was a different trip, a different experience. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit closer to what your experience is at times. Um, so oh, I definitely think it was interesting because, again, I don't spend all day in the parks. And as the holidays get closer, I spend even less time in the parks. So I'm always interested to hear how, how you handle it. Yeah, didn't get a lot of rides in, but it was a different trip. We did a different bit of experiences you know maybe some more shows and other things you know and just taking a look around enjoying the atmosphere a little bit so um john how'd your social media go um it's been going pretty well i uh think there's been a, a lot of huge 
Nothing, nothing too huge. No, no large numbers. I think the biggest thing that I've had in the past week is uh, I did a reel for Splash Mountain, and that's got like fifty-five thousand views, four thousand likes. Like that's six hundred and seven shares. And I, I took a ride on Splash Mountain, and I cut it into clips, and then I stuck all the clips together, and I put it under. I added the music, uh, just like somebody whistling zippity doo dah. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know why some things work so well and some things don't. This was not something I spent a huge amount of time on. I was like, well, what would happen if I just chopped up some clips? And I, you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have huge expectations for it, but it did really well. So it seems to surprise me all the time with what works and what doesn't on there like i put on the yeti working and i was like oh this thing could really do well Nah, not really it did it did okay it it got like uh what did it do like twenty three thousand people viewed it and then 1600 likes but i mean everest is such a popular ride and i put it on in normal motion and then i put it in slow motion so you could see the yeti's arm coming at you and the hair and the mouth and mm-hmm. again i was like man this could really be a hit on reels and no no it's not <laughs> <laughs> although if somebody steals it from me they'll probably yeah. get 145,000 likes but yeah probably. for me now i don't know i'm i'm happy with you know instagram and how it's going it definitely is still cut back a lot because i look at people that have much less followers than me and they can get much more interaction and likes and all that Mm -hmm. and and now that i can see literal views not just did you like it or not did you even see it it begins to paint a picture of i am in a category where I am lucky if 25% of my followers ever see what I post. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're in a category where most of your followers see what you post, you get a huge difference in results. And I'm still doing well despite that. So in spite Mm. of Instagram's algorithms not liking me, I'm doing well. I'm growing slowly. I, you know, I probably got a couple of hundred followers in the past week. Which to most people, they'd be like, that'd be the greatest week ever. But for me, it's just good to be going in that direction instead of losing a couple hundred. So mm-hmm. I'm at like 51,700, mm-hmm. you know, like and, and I'll give an example. A guy like uh, like like paging Mr. Mara, he went from having like no Instagram followers to just he doesn't have as much as me, but he still he went from like nothing to like 40 some thousand he can just post a picture of himself smiling saying, you know, this is whatever. I like Magic Kingdom. It's like he'll get like 4,000 likes. It's like his people are seeing him every time, you know, and he's great and I'm glad, but I just look at other people as examples like that because my average likes are, you know, 1,000 to 1,500, somewhere in there. His are like four to 10,000 and I have more followers than he does, but my guys just don't see it like his. And even, uh, here's a good example too. I'm doing a giveaway for a, a the uh, Christmas popcorn tin. Mm-hmm. And my giveaways are very simple, meaning you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do this and that and follow and blah, blah, blah. Just leave a comment and you're in. That's it. 
Well, it's been there for a couple of days, and I have 1,600 likes and 353 comments, but it only reached 19,000 people. So even that, only less than half of my followers are even seeing it. And hmm. you can look and see like how many people outside of your follow non-followers, 254. So nobody's that's that's all going to be from shares. It's like Instagram is not allowing it any further then the followers they decide who's going to say it so again doesn't matter i'm doing well despite him but it is frustrating to see that if somebody follows me just let them see my stuff you know like come on that's yeah that's disappointing but you know i on on the positive note i uh Let's see, where am I? My Instagram bonuses, I'm up to $844 so far. That's really good. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to complain. And that's why I've been doing giveaways. I'm getting money, so I'm giving back to um, my followers just as a thank you. And again, I'm not getting, when I do a giveaway, I get nothing out of it, basically. I got... 10 follows from this thing so far because they're not showing it to anybody who's not already following me so it's it's very limited so to purchase a 25 dollars popcorn thing and then to ship it is not worth 10 followers so it's basically just a thing i'm making money because people are looking at my stuff i'm gonna you know, it makes me feel better to give some back to them you know mm -hmm. and i'm hoping it at least has me has some retention for followers people are like wow he's a nice person at least he gives us something back but anyway that's a little idea and i'm not comparing myself to uh to nate at, at uh, paging mr mara but i looked at other accounts with less followers than me and ones with more followers and their ratios are all better than mine so it's either instagram's algorithms or i have a huge amount of followers that don't actually like my account at all and just won't even look at it. I'm like, that's, I guess it yeah, could I happen. don't think that's, I don't think that's the case at all. If they didn't like it, they don't follow you. Right. Yeah. And my growth took four years to get where it was. It wasn't, right. they all followed me because someone told them to one day and then, or because of a contest and then they all unfollow me because they don't actually want to see it. They all followed me because they liked my account. You know, there was no other incentives. So, Again, I'd like to think that I have a lot of followers that actually like my stuff, but I don't know. So anyway, I'm doing great on Instagram, but I'm still complaining because I am aware enough of other things that I can still see what's happening as it's a very difficult platform to do anything on. So no matter how well you do they hold you back and they won't allow. And I know, even noticed my stories. I used to get like 6,000 views on my stories when I went to the parks. It's down in the twos now. And again, mm. I used to get so many comments about thanks so much for sharing your stories. That's so great. It's like going along with you on the trip. Thanks for bringing me along. And it, it's like, I haven't heard much lately. So either everyone decided they don't like me anymore or Instagram takes the same group of people and keeps pushing them into your stories going look at them look at them look at them like the one person i follow i don't even look at her stories anymore because instagram won't stop pushing them and i don't really care but they definitely pick certain people and go and other people you don't even know they have a story it just never comes up so they're 
they're weird with what they push. So I am not, I am on a story that are a group of people that are pushed in the back of that too. It's like, don't worry about his story. Look at this, you know? And we talked about before too, how they have a tendency nowadays to say, you know, instead of showing you stuff from people you follow, they immediately just suggested posts comes up almost immediately and they push the same people that have, you know, large accounts. They just push them instead. And again, if you're following somebody, who cares about that? Follow these people instead. Look, these are big accounts. It's like, oh. But anyway, I'm doing well despite that. And, uh, you know, my my universal you know that's been really slow but i did mention in the content in the giveaway that if you follow my universal account as well i'll give you an extra gift i'll find something to throw in with the popcorn tin so i i got some new followers not much really like 20 or 30 so but that's not been doing that great either but again i keep pushing along and um TikTok, I'm up to 12,600 followers and, you know, nothing really eventful to talk about. I I get small amounts of, of likes and uh, interaction, but nothing big in a while. Like I said, my whole TikTok is based off like three videos, basically. Three big mm-hmm. ones and the rest, not much. Although I can say they they muted my Coco Philhar Magic video. Hmm. I, I had 44,000 views on it, and then they said that it's violating copyright. And I'm like, wow, TikTok cares about violating copyrights. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Whatever. They don't... <laughs> Considering their entire uh, platform is based on violating copyright. Yeah, I know. And they come from a place where it's a way of life is violating copyrights they're like we're not paying for anything we'll take the technology whatever we want and that's pretty much what they do but anyway that's odd but like i said i'm doing fine just very low numbers like i i posted something i think today it's got 76 views i i put the yeti up on there it has 425 views in total so 32 Hmm. likes it's like no nobody's interested so what can you do? I don't think I'm really made for TikTok, but I, I'm not doing comedy skits or anything. And that's pretty much it's a different source of entertainment. But I'm going to keep going because things change. Um, I, I, I did short clips for Instagram for years before all of a sudden they paid me for uh, for reels, which is just short clips and then add add a add a music to it. So. I was well positioned, so maybe TikTok will change over time and I'll be in a good position to take advantage when it does. But if not, I don't really care. Okay. Yeah, I I think you're doing quite well on TikTok, you know, for the most part, you know. I I don't know. I mean, I put a video up um, uh, with Splash Mountain on it the other day and I got like no views whatsoever. I mean, it was pathetic. Oh, yeah. So, you know. I, on, on the same note, I didn't see it. Yeah, I mean, there Doesn't you go. Show it's me. just it. Well, because I stopped putting videos up for a long time because I just kind of, you know, got bored with it. And I do that from time to time. I'll get bored with something and then walk away, um, it, especially if I'm not getting any traction. And I know that's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is exactly what you're doing. Keep at it. Keep going. Keep plugging along. But, um, you know, just other things going on that are that 
you know, took me away from that. And once you get away from it, buddy, oh man, you take a dive. So yeah, um, they really punish you. For that. Yeah, they do. So I, I would, uh, I'd keep at it. You know, you, you're going to get some hits here and there. So yeah, and so, some of the stuff I know is not going to do good. Like I, I had all the Star Wars posters from uh, Launch Bay. And I thought to myself, I'm just going to put a bunch of them up with Star Wars music in the background because I thought they were very interesting to look at. But again, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the eight-year-olds are like, Star what? What is this? <laughs> All right. So was that it with your uh, social media, John? Yeah, I think that's it. I know we were trying a new thing, but it just we just started today with doing... Uh, uh, YouTube videos just we, we put one up today that said five minutes at the Magic Kingdom with the date on it so kind of yeah. like a historical perspective thing of parks and just seeing if that gets any traction I'm you know over time that could get interesting you know Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very excited to see how that goes. I think it's a great idea. Um, just taking, uh, you, you know, points in time within the parks, the atmosphere, the crowds, and you know the way the the parks look, and and leaving it up there for people to go back and check out. It's like a historical record almost. And for us, we can just kind of go back and say, oh man, look at the crowds on that day, or you know, how were things different on that particular day? And you know, I, I just think it's a great idea. Uh, I, I liked making the video. It was very easy to make and I really liked watching it. So I think it's a great idea. Well, I was going to say, if you think it's a good idea, I also have a lot of older videos where i did just that in the past too i wonder if it'd be all right as long as we put the date in the title to put yeah. older ones up too. say five minutes on I, I i remember i walked around the uh epcot on march 15th i think the last day before it closed and literally mm-hmm. we could even just put it up like because I don't think YouTube cares about the date it was uploaded. It's important right. what the title is because it could always be searched and used forever. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Kind of I think that would be a, a, a good idea. Uh, you know, just uh, creating a a historical. I, I as soon as you say historical or history, it bores the heck out of people. But I mean, uh, just for the benefit of a lot of people, that they, they could go back and easily reference a moment in time. You know, I think it's great. Oh. I wish I had that right now from like 1992 and Epcot or something. I'd be watching right. that right now. Going, Ooh, look. Exactly. And I think there's an audience for that. I, I, I have a lot of Epcot future world before they ripped it down too. Like I used to just walk through there and I'd look at the fountain of nations and the uh, electric umbrella uh, interventions. I would always record just walking through, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Give that a try. All right, John. So how can they find you online? You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram and Facebook, cwdw on YouTube, and c.uo on Instagram. And c.wdw on TikTok, too. See, I'm forgetting about it again already. I understand why. It's kind of, you know, fairly new for us. So You can find me at the giant rat, T-H-E-E giant rat on instagram and on tiktok and you will see a little bit more content here over the next couple weeks uh, as i kind of get some of my stuff up um but probably not 
probably not tons of stuff so you'll see some stuff uh but definitely stay tuned uh, for some of that content on cwdw on uh on youtube because we're we're gonna be putting more of that content up i i can't wait to see how that works out john so okay all right we will that'll do it this week uh we will see you next week <laughs>